بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم السلام عليكم it is monday the 8th of August 2022 and uh, in our series reflections on the Holy Quran this is broadcast number 346 and uh, we are discussing chapter 2 verse 102 of the Holy Quran Generally, as you know, that uh, we've been looking at the roots of the words of uh, a verse, and then we see how it's used in various places in the whole world. But today I thought we'll, uh, because it's a long verse, we will look at um, the teaching, the summary of what this is trying to tell us. These broadcasts are brought to you by uh, <clears throat> LASER, the Lahore MDR School of Education in Religion. And uh, <clears throat> which was, or which is, sorry, a branch of the Lahore MDA movement or MDA Ishaat Islam. So today I will recite the whole verse and its translation. In fact, in translation, I will give you the translation of the previous verse as well. A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitan Rajeem Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Wattaba'u ma tatlu shayateenu ala mulki sulayman Sulaimanu Walakin 
mani min aqadin hatta yaqula innama nahnu fitnatun fala takfur ayata allamuna minhuma ma yufarriquna bihi bainal mar'i wazawji wama hum bidarrin bihi min ahadin illa biiznillah وَيَتَعَلَّمُونَ مَا يَذُرُّهُمْ وَلَا يَنفَعُهُمْ وَلَقَدْ عَلِمُوا لَمَنِ اشْتَرَاهُ مَالَهُ فِي الْآخِرَةِ مِنْ خَلَاقٍ وَلَبِسَ مَا شَرَوْا بِهِ أَنفُسَهُمْ لو كانوا يعلمون and when there came to them a messenger from Allah verifying that which they have the party of those who were given the book through the book of Allah behind their backs as if they knew nothing This is the verse, translation of the verse that precedes the one that I have recited. And they follow what the devils fabricated against the kingdom of Solomon. And Solomon disbelieved not, but the devils disbelieved, reaching men, enchantment, uh, sorry, teaching men enchantment and it was not revealed to the two angels in Babel, Harut and Marut, nor did they teach it to anyone so that they should have said, we are only a trial, so disbelieve not. But they learned from these two that by which they make a distinction between a man and his wife and they cannot hurt and they cannot hurt with it anyone except with Allah's permission. And they learn that which harms them and profits them not. And certainly they know that he who buys it has no share of good in the hereafter. And surely evil is the price for which they have sold their souls. Did they but know? So, <clears throat> by sort of summarizing the message of this works of the Holy Quran, what I want to point out is that uh, rather than look at the Holy Quran, try and understand its meaning and more importantly its message that it's trying to convey to humanity. What we've done is we've turned it into a kind of 
book of magic potions and things. And the Holy Quran starts off, and we, we know that uh, Muslims believe that prophets went to all the nations, whether it's Aborigines of Australia or Red Indians of United States or whoever they are. Now, <clears throat> one or two of those nations lived in Arabia. Some people of Arabia had themselves uh, <clears throat> embraced Christianity or Judaism. We know that uh, in the Holy Prophet Muhammad وسلم, received his first revelation, Hazrat Khatija, his wife, took him to her cousin. And he heard the whole thing and he explained to the Quran that it, you know, what he experienced was an angel that had been sent to deliver the message to previous prophets and so on. So, and in fact, it is said that uh, um, this person had also translated some of the uh, Old Testament. from uh, Hebrew or whatever language it was in at the time, the copy that he had, into Arabic, portion perhaps not all of it. And so, you know, that means that there were Christians there, there were Jews there, uh, other Arabs who uh, worshipped idols, Maybe some had um, embraced the religion of Iran. So, but all these people, God is saying that um, the Holy Prophet Muhammad wrote a message which authenticated that part of their scripture that was God's revelation. But rather than accept the fact that, you know, some of it wasn't revealed by God, those people chose to ignore God's commands, God's message. And as we know, you know, for example, uh, most people uh, uh, in Pakistan, their ancestors at some stage were probably Hindus. And they embraced Islam for one reason or another. Now, although they recited the Shahada, and accepted the formal 
sort of rituals of Islam, such as namaz and salat and Ramadan and so on. Some things related to the moral values, spiritual values, they still retain. They still retain to this day. You know, superstition. For example, this person is clean and this is unclean. Don't sit with him because he does cleaning and that kind of thing. There's no concept of that in Islam. After all, before the advent of the Holy Prophet Muhammad and after the advent of the Holy Prophet Muhammad, when uh, most of Arabia had uh, embraced Islam, who cleaned toilets? There wasn't some special class. But nowadays people say, oh, you know, the, the, these, these people, they clean bathrooms. So what? I remember a time when uh, the people who clean toilets and so on decided to go on strike because of the humiliating treatment they were receiving from people. And within five or six days, everyone was literally kissing their feet, asking them to come back to work. Suddenly the, the idea of that, you know, there are untouchables and this and that, you know, just disappeared. Because filth was piling up in, in homes and it was becoming a serious danger public health. And then the Holy Quran goes on and he gives the, the, the example of uh, the Holy Prophet Suleiman, Solomon and God says that, uh, you know, <clears throat> the Old Testament says that because he had wives who weren't Jewish and they demanded that Solomon build temples to their gods in addition to Yahweh or Yehovah. Then Prophet Solomon did and he went in and he made sacrifices there and he worshipped their gods, etc. But the Holy Quran says that Solomon didn't do this. This is a fabrication. This is a law made up against him. That he did so. And there are other stories that, you know, he went and he worshipped and uh, these uh, yeah, gods gave him power over birds and beasts and so on and he could summon them and talk to them and you know all this kind of thing but these the, the holy quran says that solomon didn't say these things he didn't do these things but the devils evil doers 
did this. They said, you know, these uh, false gods who teach Solomon magic incantations which he would write and all these were found and his throne buried in the ground after he had died and the Quran is clearing the Prophet Suleiman from all these charges and saying no this is all your fabrication and then the Quran starts talking about you know, this idea that there are two uh, angels who teach people evil and they're hanging upside down in Babylon and when people go to them they warn people if you listen to us we'll become kafirs, heretics but people still go and learn these magic incantations from from them and so on. The Quran is saying all this is nonsense, it's rubbish. And it's clearing Solomon of all these charges. And if you read Ruhul Mani, it rejects this idea. If you read Tafsir ibn Kasir by Imam ibn Kasir that rejects it and says it's complete fabrication. Nothing in Islam to justify this. And yet, we believe these fairy tales rather than looking at the message that what they what people do is to introduce and interpolate ideas into into religion and then they say well this is what the revelation says but revelation doesn't say that you know there are many examples for uh, uh, a lot of uh, the christian beliefs like you know christmas being the day when jesus was born and Jesus' is divinity, his sonship of God, and all this kind of thing. They, they, all these things, they come from Romans and Greeks. They believed in these things. They had many gods who had children, and they fought wars, and they were jealous of each other. And, and all this came into Christian or Christianity. But this is a warning for Muslims not to do the same thing. And it's a warning to say that if you do that, then you will behave in exactly the same way as Jews did. And that is that you will ignore the message of the Holy Quran and you will start believing these things. And then the Holy Quran goes to these magic incantations and taweezes and amulets and all this kind of thing that people say oh you know your wife is upset with you don't ask what i've done to upset you just take this taweez and you know uh, dissolve it in water and give it to her and uh, you know she'll start to love you again or 
if you don't have children or if you don't have don't have a son there's this magic incantation you recite that and a son will be born and thousands of other things your enemies will be destroyed and whatever and this was here says that it's all heresy it's all heresy and such people what they're doing is to they're creating friction between a husband and wife they're creating friction between husband and wife and in fact really you could say that they are creating friction between people and god says that you know these things can't profit you you can't recite some incantation and glow in the direction of someone you dislike and the man is going to lose all his property or drop dead or whatever and god says you know if anything happens it's by my permission not through those incantations and formulas and things that people say that you should recite i mean just think about this you know someone dislikes me and they go to a peer and they get this something written on a piece of paper which they recite and blow in my direction and i do exactly the same thing go to some other peer and get some incantation and i learn it by heart and i recite it and blow it in their direction which one is going to work which one and two people is doing exactly the same thing God says, you know, this is all nonsense. It's not your magic potions that are sort of creating disharmony between people. If any harm comes to anyone, it is because I permit it. Not because of these magic things that people do. Uh, decide to blow at the uh, others and god says that the result is that you get trapped by these things and rather than doing something positive that is going to make some difference from which you will gain something morally or spiritually or in some way you sold your soul to the devil for this thing because you start to depend so much on this magic that you stop doing any good for others and this is what we do because that's the easy way to do good for others is hard 
you have to make sacrifices. You have to sacrifice your time. You have to sacrifice your money. Isn't it easy? Just to uh, go to someone, pay them, I don't know, 100 pounds or whatever it is. I have no idea how much it is. I guess the cost depends on uh, uh, the problem you're trying to solve or to create. But the point is, it takes away your resolve. Say what you should have in your heart is that I'm going to struggle and I'm going to work hard and I'm going to make sacrifices for uh, humanity and through that I will achieve something in this life and in the hereafter. But this shortcut that you try, God is saying all you've done is you've sold your soul to the devil. It's not going to benefit you in any way. It's like you know, people, one of the rituals after someone dies is that people gather together and they recite the Holy Quran. Fine, okay. Nothing wrong with that. But then someone comes in and says, how many Qurans were recited? And sometimes people haven't even recited any or the number that they say. And this leader then you know, keeps writing these down and then he says, oh, all right, you know, you know, felicitations, Mubarak, Mubarak, 500 Qurans have been recited. Now let me transfer the reward for the recitation of 500 Qurans from you lot to the deceased. Or another thing, an even easier one, I saw today, I think it was on TikTok or something, and that was that uh, all you have to do is you have to fast for two days, 9th and 10th of Muharram, and what will happen? All your sins for the past two years will be forgiven. And this is why the Holy Quran says that these shortcuts are so dangerous. And that in the hereafter, you will not earn anything. I mean, can you imagine a drug smuggler who destroys lives, meticulously fasts on 9th of Muharram and 10th of Muharram, and all his sins for the last two years are forgiven. Or a paedophile who destroys people's lives by molesting children. He fasts on the 9th and 10th of Muharram and, you know, all his sins for the last two years are forgiven. And this is the danger the Quran is trying to point to. That you will get into this what you would think is the easy way of entering heaven. 
But if you want to go to heaven, you have to devote and dedicate yourself to hard work and sacrifice. There is no other way. And this is what Quran's warning is. For what people have done, they've taken it as a justification. That the Holy Quran is denouncing something. People have taken it to mean that no, it's approving it. This is why the Holy Quran keeps on saying, read it, understand it, read it, reflect upon it, read it, reflect upon it, and so on. With that, I take my leave of you. Inshallah, we meet again tomorrow. Assalamu alaikum, Khuda Hafiz, and goodbye.